Today's episode is a continuation of last week's episode, How to Boost Your Metabolism. Today, we are talking about hormones and how it affects your metabolism and how to help your hormones work for you and not against you. Let's jump right in. Welcome to Creating Healthy Habits, the podcast where we break free from quick fixes and embrace lasting change. I'm your host, Deanna Smith, and in each episode, we'll discuss how to create simple changes to boost your confidence, give you energy for the things you love, and create habits that last a lifetime. Get ready, because your journey to a healthier you starts now. First up is insulin. Now, before we begin with insulin, I do want to point out that last week we talked all about how to boost your metabolism, and it was in ways that specifically increased your metabolism throughout the day. Today is how to not just boost your metabolism, but if you are running at a calorie deficit and you're and you are burning calories throughout the day, but you are not able to lose fat, chances are it's because you need to work on balancing your hormones. And the reason is, is if you are doing everything you should, but you're holding on to fat, then you need to look at your hormones because the ones that we're talking about today, just these key factor hormones, these, if you are not doing what you need to do appropriately to help balance your hormones, your body is going to retain fat. It's going to hold on to fat. It's not going to want to let it go. So that's what today we're talking about is how can you, like what lifestyle factors can you change so that your metabolism can work efficiently and your body can get rid of the fat that you're working so hard to get rid of. So first up is insulin. Now, the way that I look at insulin is... And you know that insulin is, most people already know what this is, but it's basically, you know, when we eat carbs and we eat sugar, I'm not saying those things are bad, but that's just what it is. Whenever you eat uh, sugar, and sugar is in all carbs, if you eat sugar, your insulin levels are going to increase, and then they're going to go back down. And the way that I look at it is if you are eating in a way to where your insulin is shooting up really high and then going back down really fast, your body is working so hard to to maintain the insulin levels that it's not going to be able to help you burn fat. Your body is working hard to maintain insulin, and it's not focusing on trying to get rid of fat. So that's the way that I look at it in my head to help me understand how important it is to keep your insulin levels as maintained as possible. So how do you do that? With insulin levels, of course, the, the, the more sugar you eat in, a setting, in one sitting, the faster that insulin level is going to rise and then the harder it's going to crash. And whenever it crashes, that's when you're going to feel lethargic, uh, gloomy. That's when you're going to be sleepy. And it's going to be hard to reach your health and fitness goals when you're constantly crashing from sugar crashes all day long. How do you eat? How do you eat so where that's not happening? Fiber and protein. 
to give you an example, if you really want something sweet, I would eat it at the end of a meal when you've already had fiber and protein because that is going to help your insulin levels stay as, as maintained as possible. If you want to eat even like a piece of fruit, fruit is healthy. Fruit is good for you. I'm never going to tell someone not to eat fruit. But if you eat a piece of fruit by itself, fruit has sugar in it. Your insulin levels can spike and then you're going to work its way back down. So it's best to have fruit or any kind of carb with protein and fiber. That's why you always hear people talk about whole wheats because a whole wheat carb is going to have protein and fiber in it a lot more than a white carb is going to have. So those are the things to think about. Anytime you have carbs, anytime you have sugar, always pair it with protein and fiber, and that's going to help maintain those insulin levels, and that's going to make it to where it's easy for your body to get rid of fat. Exercising regularly also helps maintaining insulin levels. Another uh, nutritional component is omega-3 fatty acids. When we are getting in uh, fish, nuts, seeds, plant oils, things like that, all of those have omega-3 fatty acids that has been proven to improve your insulin sensitivities as well. And then the last one is going to be improve your sleep habits. You are going to hear this a lot throughout this episode. Improving your sleep habits. If you are not getting enough sleep or the quality of sleep, your body isn't going to be able to run as efficiently, which means those insulin levels are going to spike easier and then crash harder. Now we're headed to leptin. You may have heard this before, but leptin is the hormone that lets you know when you're full. And I've had many, many clients tell me before that, that they feel like that's a big obstacle that they have, is that they just eat these huge portions and they never feel full, or it's really hard for them to feel full. So how do you help the hormone that makes it to where you feel full or easier? Well, another one is to exercise regularly. Um, research links regular exercise, consistent exercise to a decrease in leptin levels. Another one that has been proven is sleep quality. I, I've noticed this with myself. You let me know if you've noticed this. If I get, uh, if I have one night where I did not sleep well, whether I went to sleep late or I just tossed and turned all night, the next day, I, it seems like I cannot get enough food. I'm so hungry and I'm eating big portions and I cannot seem to get enough food. If you are someone who doesn't sleep that great at night and you are also someone who notices you eat big portions and you have a hard time feeling full, keep that in mind. It might be because you need to work on having better sleep habits so you can get better night's sleep. That is a really big factor in how you eat the next day. Um, this is something else I'm going to just mention too. Obviously, protein and fiber too. Adding in protein and fiber to your meals is going to help you feel fuller. Um, and eating slower is going to help you feel fuller. So keep those little quick things in mind as well. Now, this is uh, another hormone that has a lot to do with how we eat. And it's called ghrelin. And ghrelin is 
the hormone that tells you that you're hungry. Like, ooh, I'm hungry. So leptin tells you you're full and ghrelin tells you that you're hungry, okay? Now, obviously, if you're ravenous and hungry all day long, it's going to be hard to be in a calorie deficit. So what do you do about that hormone? You're going to... Now, this is where it gets a little tricky for me, okay? One of the things that studies have shown is when you are eating regularly, that helps your hormone level of ghrelin stay a little bit lower, okay? Now, there's been some controversy with that recently with the intermittent fasting, and I am going to be transparent. I practice intermittent fasting, and it has truly helped me not feel so hungry all the time. So there are recent studies I would suggest if you are someone who feels hungry all the time, if you're doing these things that I'm telling you to do and you're still feeling hungry all the time, you might want to just do some research on intermittent fasting. But one is to eat more regularly. And then another one is quality of sleep. So once again, quality of sleep. If you are not sleeping like you should, that is going to make you feel hungrier. I notice this too. Tell me if you notice this. If you get bad night's sleep the next day, I'm so hungry. I'm hungry and I cannot get enough food. So getting enough sleep and staying on a regular eating schedule can help those ghrelin hormones. Next is cortisol. We've all heard of cortisol. Oh, well, you have to have your cortisol levels you know, balanced out in order to be able to lose weight. This is another huge one. Um, if your cortisol levels are high, your body is just going to be holding on to that fat. So you, if you live, if you have a stressful lifestyle, which is a lot of people, a lot of us have stressful lifestyles, then you could be at risk for having high cortisol levels. So what do you do? You know, you can't, you can't change your work. You can't change the fact that you, you know, live a busy life. But what can you do to help maintain those cortisol levels so your body will help you get rid of the fat? There's a few things. Um, number one is exercising regularly. When you exercise, the cortisol levels will temporarily increase um, if you do like a high-intensity exercise. But studies show time and time again that regular exercise will generally help decrease levels by improving overall health and lowering stress levels. I hear this all the time on my clients. I will walk into their home and the look of stress and worry that is on their face, I can see it. In their body language, I can see it on their face. We do the workout, we finish the workout, and it's like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. And they'll tell me, I feel so much better. I've asked clients time and time again, when you are stressed out, when you are in a stressful state, tell me something that helps you feel better. And they always say exercise. Exercise helps me feel better. Sometimes it's just, I, I had one client, I told him, I'm having a hard time with trying to get him to work out when we're not working out together. And I told him, maybe you need to think about shifting your mindset. You're not working out to lose weight. You're not working out because you have to. You're working out as a way to lower your stress levels. Let's try to shift that mindset, reframe our brain, 
and say, you know what, I'm feeling really stressed out right now. Let me go for a walk. It'd be a simple walk can help lower those cortisol levels and can help lower your stress. So exercising regularly, practicing mindfulness. Now, I, it doesn't have to be necessarily meditating, but thinking of what is self-care for you. What are things that you can do throughout the day that you can tell lower your stress levels? What can you do? It could be something as simple as taking a, a hot shower at the end of the night, at the, at the end of the day. Um, it could be watching your favorite TV show, like watching a, a comedy show that makes you laugh. There are certain things that you can do that can lower those cortisol levels. You do it on a regular basis and it can help keep those cortisol levels low. So think about self-care and what can you do. Now, eating a balanced diet, eating lots of foods that are um, super rich in anti-inflammatories and uh, lower in um, added sugars, all of those are supposed to help lower cortisol levels. So I'm not telling you you need to go out tomorrow and start eating low sugar and a high anti-inflammatory diet. But I just want you to know that working towards a diet like that can help lower your cortisol levels. The last one is optimizing your sleep. Are you noticing a pattern here? If you are getting poor sleep, it is going to be hard for you to lose fat. With cortisol levels, I have had, I had a client once and she was telling me, I feel like I've been losing some weight, but I have not been losing any belly fat. And we talked about her sleep habits and realized she had horrible sleep habits. If you have, or if you have someone that has a lot of belly fat, it could be because you have high cortisol levels. And Chances are you also might be someone who's not getting enough sleep or getting poor quality of sleep. This might be your wake-up call. You have got to start working on some better sleep habits, some better um, nighttime routines to get you to having better sleep habits because you could be doing everything right, but if you are not getting the appropriate amount of sleep, your body is going to be holding on to that fat. The last hormone we will be discussing today is estrogen. Now, estrogen is a little bit different than all the others because this one really is changing throughout your life, uh, and th throughout the month, and throughout your life cycle, throughout pregnancy, nursing, menopause. So it is changing, but what can you do to help level off your estrogen so it's not super high? Because when it's super high or when it's super low, that's when you can have problems with your weight. Now, uh, two of the biggest ways that you can help maintain healthy estrogen levels is by following a balanced diet, which means a diet low in red meat and processed foods and sweets, and then also exercising regularly. So those two things are really going to help you with your estrogen levels as well. And if you notice, a lot of these hormones can be balanced out by eating healthy. And all of these are shown that eating processed foods hurts your hormones, eating too many sweets hurts your hormones, and eating too many refined car or, um, carbs will also 
hurt your hormones. And so once again, I am not telling you that today you need to cut out everything. What I am telling you, I want to give you that power of knowledge knowing if you feel like your hormones are imbalanced, but maybe you've been to the doctor and and the doctor is showing you know, that your hormones are fine. It might be that you need to change some of your lifestyle factors to help balance out these hormones so that you can get rid of the fat. And three of the biggest tips, if you've noticed along this entire episode, has been eating healthy, which means having less processed foods, less red meat, and less sweets. And then exercising regularly. It doesn't have to be a very specific exercise. Get your body moving on a regular basis. And then optimizing your sleep. Those are the three biggest lifestyle factors you can change. You can start changing today to help balance out those hormones so your body will finally start getting rid of the fat. Something I have not told you along all of these, because it's a, a, a little crazy to me that it's even added in, but maintaining a healthy weight also will help you balance out your hormones. So if you are not at a healthy weight right now, I want you to remember that that's another motivational factor in trying to get to a healthy weight. Is Studies show people who have who are at a healthy weight, have an easier time balancing out their hormones. Now with estrogen, it's mainly following a balanced diet and exercising regularly. But then having a healthy weight can also help you balance out those estrogen hormones. I hope that this episode has been helpful. I hope you've gained some clarity. I hope that you've noticed maybe some different changes that you can make to your lifestyle in order to help those hormones. If you are someone who is in calorie deficit deficits and you still cannot seem to lose fat, I want you to think about, are you exercising regularly? Are you following a balanced diet? And are you getting good quality of sleep? If you are struggling in one of these areas, I want you to start making a plan to begin improving these areas. Remember our motto at Creating Healthy Habits is not to drop everything and change everything all at once. The motto is to ease into a plan, make goals that you can achieve, and build on to those goals. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can follow along for more. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Deanna Smith Fitness. And I have a link below for a free webinar on how to fit in a powerful 10-minute workout on a busy schedule. Once again, I'm Deanna. And until next time, keep embracing those healthy habits. And here's to a new you.